Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is episode 101. Today we are tackling the second of the exclusive songs on SM, the first being Minus Human that I did with Aurelian. And today with Bob, we're going to be looking at No Leaf Clover. Just before we get to No Leaf Clover, please follow us at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, you want to give back to the show, you want to get something for giving back to the show, go on to the Patreon. And episodes like this and all the others are available there to download on your phone, listen unlisted on YouTube. You also get an insight into the creative process. There's many episodes that I've sort of put the feelers out about, got a little bit of feedback back, and then mostly not returned. So if you want to see the remnants of old foul projects and maybe some future ones, go on there. What an advert. Um, iTunes is there as well if you want to support, leave us a review. Um, Please go back as well and check out all the previous episodes, such as the episodes that I've had today's guests on for. We covered Fixer, and we also did a really cool sort of 90-minute load reload chat. That was uh, at the start of 2018. Glad to have him back for today's song. Bob, how's it going, man? It's going great, Tom. How are you? Very well. And this song, as I say, is SNM-based. SNM 2 has been announced in the last week or so, the last two weeks. Subsequently to the bot for Raw, they did another day for the fifth members. They haven't kind of announced access for that. But what do you make of this general thing, S&M coming back? Well, um, that totally came out of left field. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that I've always liked about Metallica is just when you think you haven't figured out, they hit you with a rope-a-dope and you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yeah. They've got to play Minus Human and No Leave Clover. Like, I don't see why they wouldn't. I think especially this song, so, so much of its organs in the orchestra, like it needs that accompaniment. And why not pull it out? Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, I think there's a general consensus about when they kind of played it a little bit ago. I guess the last time they played it on the Worldwide tour, that was sort of like people are like, oh, OK, so maybe they were talking about doing S&M 2 back then. That's why they dusted it off. But um, and I think, too, just in general, I think, no Leaf Clover has sort of become more of a staple, obviously, than than Minus Human. That was only played the four times at yeah, the, the never four played original live, shows. But it's like, yeah. I, I, I think it would survive out of the echo chamber that, like, okay, there are some flourishes there uh, from Michael Kamen. But just as a sort of Sabbathy riff, I think Minus Human had slipped right into some sets. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that riff is just so fat and heavy, and yeah. it's, it's awesome. And, you know, No Leaf Clover, I think most people, most fans agree that it's actually a bit better than Minus Human, though. How do, how, where do you fall? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's more fully realized as a song, um, where Minus Human just sort of comes off as like, you know, a, like a Sabbathy jam kind of thing. But but Minus, or um, No Leaf Clover is definitely more of a quote-unquote Metallica song. It's got, you know, the, the intro, the verses, and the, the chorus, mm-hmm. and, you know, everything, the solo, everything set up nicely, just kind of A, B, C, and D. Like Minus Human, it begins uh, with the orchestra doing what they do. Although, and here, there's kind of two intros that then resolve into the, the bigger riff. But starting off, then, the, the pounding of the whole symphony together at Cayman's Call, which then becomes kind of the bridge in the song as well, which builds out with the guitars more fully there in the center. What do you make of this opening altogether? I personally love it. I mean, mm. it gets you, it's it's kind of like um, how they do live when they, they use the, the intro, uh, the intro tapes, you know, it gets you pumped yep. up. And um, obviously when they play it without the symphony, they use the intro tape uh, of that part. But, you know, I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if that was originally written that way. Um, you know, because the, the um, everybody says that No Leaf Clover was sort of a load sort of reject okay. or the riff existed back then. So I don't know if that intro was written or, you know, maybe it just started off with the guitar part. But sure. I love that intro. It's just so, it, like I said, it gets you pumped almost like the Rocky stuff, you know, with yeah. the, the kind of, you know. 
And as it goes into the second movement, the opening movement, the delicate arpeggios there, which do feel, um, you know, just just quite otherworldly in a sense. There's a very alluring, meretricious nature of the instruments. We have like little flutes and purling off. And, you know, rarely do you hear the orchestra as complex as it is throughout parts of this song. And, you know, I guess in a dialectic sense through the lyrics, we could argue that these opening sections are the soothingly lit tunnel, I suppose. And then the main riff is the freight train coming your way. There is a kind of black and white to the song compositionally, isn't there? Oh yeah, I mean that 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 whole um, even during the the chorus that that little bit of um, dr- it's almost dreamlike, you know. And you're kind of like it's it is that warm, soothing light, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, cool. And then it's like you're you're trying to kiss the express train when the riff hits in and it smashes you in the face, and it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. And just and just mood wise as well, I love the verses. I love the playfulness of Kirk throughout the song in the back of the song with the wah leads, the kind of call and response to James throughout. He has a very slippery, serpentine nature to his playing. There's a kind of triumphant, there's a catharsis about both the lyrics that Hetfield is singing and just the way he sings them. And it feels right this time as a statement in of itself can be quite self-affirming. And with the song behind Hetfield, it just... It just has a great energy, I think, this song. I think it has a great momentum. and it... Oh, yeah, definitely. And and um, it's fun to sing along to mm. as well. Um, during the, the verses, you know, you kind of get that, I don't know if it's a swing, but the way it kind of, the, the way the he spits out the lyrics is just like, wow. And then you sing those back and it's like, yeah, all right then, you know? Yeah, yeah. Crash Course with the big time. Uh, just the way it says, mm-hmm. distant thunder. Just hearing that kind of those yeah. Hetfield undertones in there. He's taking his vocal direction into into new directions, really. Um, you know, uh, feels right this time. And then when it comes, the kind of more when it comes to be the, the soothing, like, you know, he breaks his voice, kill them all style at certain points as well. Yeah. And he plays with that. And there's just a kind of jerkiness. I, you know, I said this about Minus Human. I think that if these two songs went on to load or reload, they would be considered highlights of either record. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, uh, especially, well, I mean, th- there's there's the heaviness in both of those songs. I mean, that, that bridge riff, um, you know, that sort of... Um, uh, the intro mimics that dun 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 I mean, that's heavy, man. That is yeah. heavy. Yeah, yeah. And it is really fun to hear certain things creeping when that when that occurs, like instruments kind of sneaking by, and then the comparative guitar, as I say, kind of playing off what's what's being done, building up into the solo, which again is in full to war, which we expect, but it's an effective searching solo. It's full of quite a lot. A lot of drama, a lot of angst. I think there's some interesting note choices here. Um, I, I dig what Kirk did. Yeah, and you know, I was I was trying to find. I, I thought it was in an old So Wet magazine. Um, I was digging through, you know, my old collection here, and I swear there was some interview with Kirk where he said he actually the solo on the record is sort of a, a mixture of the two solos that he did for those first th- those two shows okay. from the original S and M shows. I just couldn't find the quote. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, the, it still has a lot of his kind of spasmodic, you know, just freakouts and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But, but still, with everything behind him, with everything going on with him leading the show, I think it's excellent. And there's just something very addictive about the melody in this track. And whilst it might be slightly vague upon closer inspection, kind of like minus human lyric wise, where a lot of it doesn't make that much sense. Again, I'm not really after some sort of narrative cohesion. Um, it's more just about sonically what they're doing. And I think No Leaf Clover kind of 
kicks it out the park. I think, you know, um, you, you couldn't have wished for a better guest number. It would have been terrible if they were duds. But I think both of them, they knew that these songs had legs and would only be enhanced by Cayman and Co. Oh yeah, I agree. And I mean, it was it was a pretty huge single too from that album. I yeah. mean, that was I think the first single from S and M was like the the Nothing Else Matters version or Hero of the Day, one of those. But then when No Leave Clover came out and the video and everything, I mean, it was it was a huge single and people love hearing it. I mean, that's that's why they played it so much during the the Madly in Anger with the World Tour, and I I know it got a few plays during the Death Magnetic Tour, and it's just it's a great song in general. Yeah, yeah, hundred and fourteen times it's been played live. Which yeah. is, you know, pretty generous. I mean, we just covered uh, Nothing Else Matters, which I think is bordering on like 1,200. But it's still 114, and it hasn't been around that long comparatively to some of their other tracks. Debuted, obviously, April 21st, 99 in Berkeley, California. Um, it was last played September 4th, 2018 in Minneapolis. So, you know, not played long ago at all. I'm sure we'll continue to see it. I mean, as we said before, they, they have to do it on S&M too, mm-hmm. right? They have to. They have to. And, you know, and, and um, I, I mean, I, I would wager that they'd play both this and Minus Human. But if if I were a betting man, I'd say maybe at least No Leaf Clover. But, yeah, do them both. Yeah, Fuck it. please. Do, do them as, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe when they had Mastatarium, they could do No Leaf Human or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. You know, I think, I think Minus Clover might be better. But I yeah. think, yeah, something like that. Like a little medley would be nice, mm-hmm. harking back because I'm sure, you know, as forward facing as S and S and Two is going to be to the timeline, like they still need to indulge everyone that just adores that record. I know for you know for myself personally, it was one of the early records I got into. It's kind of an unofficial greatest hits. You know, taught yeah. me so much of the band. I'm sure everyone else, will, you know. Have, have crazy memories about this and myself and russell have gone back and reviewed it quite a while ago now so definitely um go check out that episode as we always do on the twitter you know we like to hear what you think of the tracks and uh, at metallica pod if you want to uh, get a little bit of feedback there uh ralph saying great song purpose perfect for performance of an orchestra it needs to be played more often too under the sun saying always love this tune on you saying my thoughts cannot even comprehend the enormity of this one five out of five ten out of ten Angelo saying James's vocals are great and unique on this song, especially the falsetto parts. I mean, that's true, isn't it? This register, I can't really think of many other times he's sung like this. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely, um, you know, I, right before we started recording, I was watching back the uh, S&M documentary, which I haven't watched in years. Right. And Jason was kind of remarking about how he wasn't a big fan of that that part initially. Okay. But then as they kept playing it and rehearsing, he's like, all right, I get it. I get the sort of melodic dementia that, you know kind of goes along with that that little uh that <laughs> high dementia. i like that yeah yeah uh and uh the pizza saying i wish we got a few more songs like this carl saying great song a perfect collab hope it's on the encore part of the set for snm2 chronosur yeah. saying i love this song for me it's the best song with the orchestra accompaniment yeah i definitely agree it's definitely up there uh joe haddock saying one of the best opening lines of any metallic song brilliant mix of soft and heavy i hope they never record it in the studio but it would be really cool to see them play at snm2 sabra saying absolute gem on snm and finally elizabeth saying it's awesome and already on snm i'd love to see them do songs which are not on the original snm metallica are so many beautiful songs that would be fantastic to play with the symphony i mean that's true i mean it's just like there's no more S and M E songs than No Leaf Clover and Minus Human, though. They were sort of just born in that fire. They've existed in that circumstance uh, primarily. So yeah, maybe it'd be good to see them as well. But um, any uh, any closing thoughts on No Leaf Clover? Um, no, I mean it's it's a song that I've I've lived with uh, for you know going on twenty years almost, which. Mm is mind-blowing yeah um and i still love it as much as i did the first yeah. time i heard it um on on a bootleg of the the original show sometime in the summer of 99 when i got yeah. it 
<laughs> it's insane, isn't it? Like I'm getting to that point as well. Where there's been bands and albums that I've loved for like 10, 15 years, and it's like it's not it's not dimmed. You'd think consistent exposure to these sort of things would render them boring, but it kind of does the opposite. Right, like I, my wife is always like she, you know, when I, I, I will be in the car and I'll have my iPod on and it'll be some show from, you know, uh, 1986 or 1988 or something, and she's yeah. like, really? She's like, do you ever get sick of this? So you ever get sick of hearing Inner Sandman? And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know what you mean. It is is kind of, I mean, and sometimes you get a little fatigued, maybe, but sure. when you know you can return to certain things and they're just absolutely evidently irresistible. So. Um, yeah, let us know down below in the comments what you guys think of No Leaf Clover. Get in touch with MetallicaPod at gmail.com um, if you want to come on the show and discuss a song. Obvi- I mean, obviously on past episodes, um, Bob, we've sort of gone through, uh, you know, your favorite member and that sort of stuff. Can mm-hmm. you remind me what the podcast was? Did you have a, what was your answer for that? Yeah, I... you know, it, it, my podcast was called um, Constriction Pictures. That's right. You already do gotten... one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten a little lazy with it. I haven't done it. I think the last time that I did anything with it was um, I had John Larson from Volbeat on, and we were talking about Jaws. Yeah, we'll put the links down below for that, as always. And, um, you know, yeah, again, if you want to come on the show, get in touch with me. We've got lots of songs open coming up. If you want to support, we're on Patreon. No Leave Clover again. You know, it's been a great run of songs lately, actually. No Remorse as well, and Nothing Else Matters. Like, you know, tracks that I really enjoy. Even My World uh, was around that time. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, No Leave Clover is one, like yourself, that I just do keep getting back to and just find it very invigorating as a song. Yeah. So um, this has been great, but I guess finally, is there anything you'd like to promote? Any way people can get at you? Or um, Yeah, I mean, check me out on uh, on Instagram. Um, it's Ferox. Uh... 1982 or in 82 i can't remember now but um you know I'm, I'm constantly on there and like i said i kind of got a little lazy with the the podcast and you know maybe i'll bring it back um, i just gotta find time to do it i don't know how especially you doing you know two shows a week now i don't know how you do it man it's awesome <laughs> it's inspiring yeah, it's um you just gotta do a few in a row really is the best yeah. yeah it's getting you know the, the, it's okay it's okay i'll kind of almost want to get it done not in a bad way but i'm just like i'm almost there I'm like, if i just double it i can get there in like three months rather than six so yeah. Sometimes you think of that, but um, but yeah, just looking at your Instagram now, you've got a huge Metallica cassette collection. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, th- those crazy. are all literally ones that I had when um when I was a kid, and I would you know stuff them in my bag and kind of bring them every trip that I went to, or you know go to somebody's house and bring all my cassettes. And it's just um you know I just keep adding to it when I find um, rare versions or some of the singles that I didn't have I just you know, keep adding to them but mo- for the most part most of those are the ones that I originally had and obviously I didn't have S&M or um, St. Anger which for whatever reason I just bought the CDs but I gotta track those down sometime this is the St. Anger tape yeah yeah that was wow. that was um, I vaguely they were remember doing it that late like yeah yeah and I, I guess it would have been the last um, official cassette that they released at yeah. least in the states there's a ga- they got the garage ink garage ink box set as well of tapes. yeah it they, it was just two cassettes Ooh. and it came in this little um you know cardboard sleeve that mm-hmm. housed both cassettes in their individual cases and i think snm was the same way as well man it's awesome yeah so um i, I might repost that picture actually if you don't mind just so people can sure, see yeah, that go because for it. uh because yeah there's some awesome history on there i love seeing this yeah. and the old uh megaforce logo on the spine of the ride the lightning one as well and yeah, that um, kill them all i just found the, yeah. the megaforce one yeah, I mean, have you, do you listen to them still, or is it more of a? Um, thing? You know, I it's it's weird. I was thinking about that because um, you know I love old um, media. Like I'm really into laser discs and VHS tapes, and a lot of the VHS tapes all 
um, record to DVD so I can watch them all the time. And with the cassette tapes, I'm like, oh, man, I'm afraid if I put one of these in, it's going to get eaten, yeah. up, you know, and I guess it defeats the purpose. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure eventually we'll, we'll dig them out um, and spin them. Uh, I did that certainly with the no, Le- or the no Life to Leather demo when that came back out in 2015. Yeah, that's the right way to listen to that, I think. Yeah, for sure. How Definitely. Was, uh, how it was determined, yeah. And just, uh, just absolutely scrolling through your Instagram, I just saw you posted a uh, Finn Lizzy picture recently. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly in my top five greatest live records, you say. I mean, I've got to completely agree, Live and Dangerous. I did an episode on Metallica's, yeah. uh, you know, the influence of Finn Lizzy on there. Mm-hmm. Just what a, what, a, what a piece of art that is, like. Yeah, I just found a 45 of um, Jailbreak, and the boys are back in town. Um, my sister-in-law got a, a, a jukebox that plays 45, so we're like all about 45 collecting, and we found that one, and I was like, hell yeah, put that on, and it sounds so good, blasting out of the, oh, the yeah. jukebox. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Finn Lizzy podcast, maybe when I'm older, but one day, I definitely want to there do it. There you go definitely want to do it yeah i think that could be quite a fun one but um yeah man this has been great as always i want to urge people to go back and listen to our previous chats and let us know about no live clover and anything else metallica at gmail.com uh, bob pleasure as always yeah you too man cheers mm-hmm.